Hello, hola, welcome, bienvenue, konnichiwa, aloha, how you doing, yo, and in any language, welcome to Retro Reset. Now you're playing with power. Super power. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains. Embarrassing bald spots, no problem. Warning. Incoming game. Two best friends get sent back to the year 1990X. Now they have to play games the old school way. No guides, no internet. No, no way. way! This is the Retro Reset Podcast. Call in game tips at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. Ask your parents for help. I went through the uh, Mario episode that we did for the uh, Page Masters Lodge back in the day. Yeah. Um, and I had to edit it a lot. Probably. <laughs> well, because it's the podcast that shall not be named, first of all. Yeah. But also, we swore a lot more back then. Yeah, man. We were a different breed. Different breed of podcast. Yeah, definitely. I, I was adding the Yoshi sound effect to censor all the F words. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of Yoshi in that episode, I'm sure. Yeah, Yoshi was there a lot. There were times when I was like doing it like every five seconds. We were dropping one. It's pretty <laughs> amazing. <laughs> we're just popping Yoshis left and right. Yoshis coming pop, out pop, Popping a Yoshi. That's a great word for it. Yeah, we're popping Yoshis. <laughs> so, this game makes me want to pop some Yoshis. You know what I'm saying? It makes you know me so I'm... mad. I just want to pop some Yoshis. Sometimes you just got to pop a Yosh, dude. Yeah. That sounds gross now. Yeah, well. Also, I had to cut out some parts that were real sexual. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, because we were talking about, and um, I guess the listeners have probably uh, listened to last week's episode. If you haven't, uh, go check it out. It's pretty funny. But there was a lot of foot licking in that episode. Do you remember when Bozer (laughs) made made the albatrosses lick his feet for like five minutes? Yeah. That episode like is truly disgusting. Like looking back on it. A homage to uh, Quentin Tarantino. We actually had that conversation in the episode. We're just rehashing yeah. our, our side quests at this point. Yep. <laughs> welcome, it's everybody, a, to yeah. <laughs> the archive, dude. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Retro Reset, the podcast where we're resetting our gaming brains and rediscovering the worlds of gaming for ourselves in a time capsule environment, bringing you back to the 1990s or the 1980s, as the case may be uh, sometimes, and letting you experience games as they were originally meant to be played, without the internet, without guides, and just discovering things on your own. I'm yep. Alan Jenkins. I'm Kyle McCluskey. And how you been, man? I've been pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah? You doing anything, anything cool? You play any games uh, since the last episode? You know, I'm playing a special game that is uh, I, I've worked through quite a bit. I don't know how much I've worked through it, but like I've been working a little bit on a little little game we've been playing together, maybe. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. A couple times. Yeah, I've been playing a little <laughs> bit more, a little bit more Chrono Trigger. On the oh, sweet. And we will get getting to our, our progress it. there at the end for sure. Yeah, I'm getting into it. I'll tell you that much. It's it's because uh, like, like I said, we'll get into it when we get there, but. I am enjoying yeah. it thoroughly. Oh, Other than awesome. that, I have early not played anything for the most part. Just been working, yeah. doing adult yeah. stuff. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Same here. I've I've had a lot of like, I haven't had a lot of time to play uh, in the past like week. I, I spent a lot of time for this. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about this, but I spent a lot of time playing things on Windows 98 um, because of the way that I ended up playing Lego Island for the episode. 
Um, so the gaming I did was mostly like, I'm going to play like Minesweeper and stuff. So I, I spent a lot of time doing that. But other than that, my week has been um, so busy. So I haven't had a lot of time to like play personally for fun, yeah. unfortunately. How far yeah. did you uh, make it in uh, like a while in anyway? Honestly, I, I think I beat like most of the races, but I was um, I just didn't have and I'll talk about this more, but I just didn't have a huge urge to beat the game. It takes like two hours, but I just didn't I didn't have a huge desire to do it. And also I had a lot That's of technical shame. issues that sort of held me back. But yeah, we'll it get ran that. it ran poorly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really hard to play. <laughs> Even the way I did it, it's, it's really, really hard to play. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to that. So, guys, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, Retro Reset is a podcast where we play uh, retro or new video games, and we try to play them in an environment that is free of the outside influence of the Internet. We feel like the Internet has taken some of the fun out of gaming because you can just get answers anytime you want. So what we try to do on Retro Reset is put ourselves in a time capsule, immerse ourselves in the... Uh, games of the time, try to figure out what kind of advertisements were going on, and try to play the game as it was originally intended to be played, and that is without going to game facts every five seconds so you can find the answers. Yeah, I don't need none of your facts about games, game facts. Yeah, exactly. Stat them away. I'm going to engage the old school retro gaming brain section of my brain. It's there. <laughs> I have cultivated and- it as a young child. There is one source of help that you used to get back then, though, and that is your friends on the playground and your neighbors and your buddies. So you guys are our buddies. So if you want to ever help us out, then just call us at 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. I got it this time. Heck yeah. What? I didn't even have it in front of me. I remember the whole thing. Yeah. Probably because I typed it five times a day. I'll have to try try it sometime, see how bad I screwed up. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, so uh, what are we playing next week, buddy? Next week, we're finally doing it. We're finally going to bring a conclusion to Chrono Trigger. We're going to write a yes. conclusion. We're going to do the episode for Chrono Trigger. We're going to be. Oh, uh, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped. I'm I so like excited. I said, I'll go into it more in detail, but I, you know, I've just. Oh, it's so good. You've really, really sunk into the game. Oh, man, yeah. I'm psyched. I'm really psyched oh, for you. I love that game so much. Yeah, I, I can see why. I tell you, if, if I had played this game earlier, like when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, I it would have easily been in the top three. But I never got to yeah. play. I didn't get to play Chrono Trigger until, oh, gosh, a uh, lot, lot later. So, yeah, it, it really left an impression on me. So I'm, I'm really glad you're enjoying it. Uh, so if, please send in your uh, tips, tricks, and memories about Chrono Trigger. Uh, you can leave a voicemail on that number that I mentioned, 74721-RESET, or you can text us. You can also email us at retroresetpod at gmail.com. All forms of communication will be accepted. Uh, and just send those in. It doesn't matter if you think we know it already or not. Just send that stuff in. We'd love to hear it and read it or play it on the show. Yeah. So this week, though, we got into a little thing I like to call late, late Lego, late, 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 late Lego. I don't know. I'm not playing the theme because I have the theme. Oh, there it is. There's that. There's that drums. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's the mm. synth mm. bass, maybe. No. Nope. Yeah, it's all synth, I think. Yeah, probably. Man, I love that theme song so much. Is, Lego Island, good. dude. Didn't Lego we, Island like, for the PC. 
not only is it a good game, I have some we have some pretty fond memories with that song, I think, as well. Yeah, haven't we like when we go to get pizza, we just blare it in the car. Yeah, we just blast it. <laughs> the windows down. People are like, wow, those guys have problems. Probably. <laughs> it's super fun though. That's a if you ever want to like have some, you know, if you want to spice up your trip to the pizza store. The pizza store. The pizza store. If you ever want to spice up your trip to a pizza restaurant, nothing I say sounds right. Uh, yeah, then play the Lego Island theme song while you're going, and it'll a really, pizza you know, establishment. It'll make your day better, I promise. Yes, you should just install some grill speakers. You remember those oh, yeah. when those were a thing? Yes, and, and, and then blast, blast it for everybody else to hear. Yeah, because everyone just, else was to hear your stupid music. Yeah, make it really except, annoying for everybody in the universe except, except you. Except Lego Island isn't annoying. So everyone would be like, yeah, there's the dude mm-hmm. right over there. The dude with the food or going to get the food. Could be a lady <laughs> if there was a girl driving, but they don't know. Just assume they have no the idea, food. man. That's right. Uh, well, are you ready to jump into friggin' Lego Island? Lego man? Island? Yes, I'm, I am ready to jump into Lego Island. Then we're going to have to engage the time circuits and go back to 1997. Okay. Time circuits on. Flux capacitor. Fluxing. Engine running. This flux. Right. He's not lying. Okay. Wow, that, that actually seemed like it took longer to get to 1997 than it did in 1991. Yeah, you know, sometimes it takes, you know, different amounts He's, of time. A little bit of time, time tinkering to get the flux capacitor flexing right. My tab that looked at. That's okay. Next episode, mate. Speaking of, you know what? I'm gonna never mind. I had a little tidbit. I'm gonna save it for next week. I'm gonna write it down, put it on my Palm Pilot uh, because it's 1997, and I'm gonna save it for next week. Yeah, just make sure Uh, to plug that thing in because it's probably gonna die within about ten minutes. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep it charged. Get some plutonium. Um, So. It's 1997, guys. The fifth generation of gaming is in full swing. We got the PS1. We got the N64 duking it out. And we also have the Saturn off on the side doing its thing. Um, twin thumbs. Twin lens joysticks. Yeah. <laughs> like three games came out for the Saturn in 1997. It's uh, yeah, It was real Saturn, sad. Saturn even have joysticks? No. Um, no. Well, they, they had... Um, they had uh, they didn't have joysticks. They had a 3D controller for Nights into Dreams, which I don't know if that was out by this point. Huh. But they I've made st- it specifically to play Nights into Dreams because it had a like a full like 360 range of motion. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I've always wanted a Saturn. I just couldn't remember what the controllers looked like. They look like Genesis controllers. I mean, to be honest, they look like they are the six button Genesis controller. It's the same exact oh, kind. Fair enough. Yeah. They do not have an analog stick except for on the 3D controller, which, again, was made specifically for um, Nights into Dreams. Nights into Dreams. And it's like circular and weird and awkward. Dreamcast commercial. I mean, commercial game. No, Dreamcast uh, um, did not have a Nights game. Oh, yeah. More, you know. So uh, 1997 started out with a bang, dude. Uh, The first like notable game of the year was Final Fantasy VII, which just kind of really changed RPGs. Oh, you haven't heard of that one? That's yeah, yeah it's, you know, a little thing called Final Fantasy 7. Just yeah. just a just a quick offshoot before we move on. Uh Tifa or Aerith? Oof, what's that? You're killing me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I never played seven. I, I do know who they are, though. I'd have to go Tifa. Yeah, me probably. too. Eric's kind of yep. boring. Did you know they found a way? I don't know if this was a hack or if this was true, but someone found mm-hmm. a legitimate way to bring her back. Oh, really? Like, I huh. don't know if there's any truth with this video, but there's a, a video and they showed it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's probably not. But <laughs> you have to give this random guy three objects in the sequential order, then go mm-hmm. to the church where she appears and she talks to you and then she joins you again. Hmm. I don't I don't think that's right. I think that is. Def- <laughs> well, we'll we'll talk about that when we do Final Fantasy seven, because I haven't played it all the way through. Um but a big release, some would say a, uh, a, a game changer for uh, the genre of RPGs. Yeah. Um, but also Mario Kart 64. Uh, the year oh, would yeah. also see many other notable releases, including, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath and try to get this all in one go. <clears throat> okay. Turok, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, Harvest Moon on the SNES, Star Fox 64, GoldenEye, The First Fallout, Tomb Raider 2, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Diddy Kong Racing, Quake 2, Mega Man Legends, Mega Man X4, Mega Man 8, Yoshi's Story, Gran Turismo. Whew. Overall, a pretty big year. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. A lot of big games coming out, although I would say the X-Series and the Mega Man series are probably petering out a little bit at this point, because Mega Man 8... Eight kind of sucks dick. What X four or eight? Which both? Mega Man Mega Man eight kind of sucks dick. X four oh. um isn't that like the first three D one? Do I have eight? X four uh maybe. Is the that, that is that PS one? I think it might yeah. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or semi three D. Well, because the first three games are in Super Nintendo. Yeah. There's X1, yeah. 2, and 3, and then 4 comes up PS3, and then I think it goes up to like PS2, PS1 even. Right. And it goes like X7 or 8 or something. Right. I gotcha. So, yeah, you've got um, a lot of big games, um, and you can sort of see the uh, Super Nintendo petering out at this point, too. Uh, Harvest Moon comes out on SNES, which probably explains why it's a rarity, because it's coming out alongside... Mario Kart 64 and, and Star Fox. I mean, come on. How are you? And, and Goldeneye. These are some yeah, of the biggest I mean, releases of the year. They're, 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 I think it's kind of like um, N64 and PS1 are fighting it out, and then Super Nintendo is just kind of doing its last call, last yes. game. I don't know. Like it's it's doing its final breath of games. Yeah, sort of it its swan song. Out. Swan song. See, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Kirby's Dream Land 3 is a big one, too. Like, that's a really yeah. good game. And that's one I didn't know about until I was an adult because and, it was yeah. so late in the life cycle. And it seems to be like a theme because it's so late in life. A lot of the games that were late in the lot, like, nah, that were late in Super Nintendo's life cycle seem to be very expensive. So yeah, I think sense. probably because they just didn't sell as much because people were moving on to the next big thing. Yeah, or it obsoleted know. halfway through the production and they stopped making it or something. I'm not sure. Something like that, yeah. But a lot of great games. What would you say was your favorite game from 1997 out of that list? Uh, I didn't get to play either Kirby's Dream Land 3, which I would have loved to play, but I didn't get to play Mm -hmm. it. And then I don't think I got to play... uh, I didn't get to play uh, Harvest Moon either. So probably have to go with Fallout 1 because it was probably the only game I played out of the list. Actually, no. I did play Mario Kart. I did play Mario Kart 64. Right, and you played Probably Mario Kart 64. I didn't like Goldeneye. Really? You weren't a Goldeneye fan? No. Huh. 
I, I never, loved Goldeneye, man. I didn't that, really that. get into first-person shooters in on the 64. For some reason, the control mm-hmm. scheme just bugged me until I got yeah. to about Perfect Dark. When Perfect Dark came out, that's when I started warming up to them. I, I missed Goldeneye completely. Well, Perfect Dark is kind of an improved Goldeneye as it is, so yeah. I can understand that. I haven't been able to play my copy of Perfect Dark because I don't have the uh, expansion pack in my N64, Oops. so I'm just... I put it in. And I'm like, all right, time to play because I bought this in 64 years ago. Um, it's the Pikachu one. And because I had to replace, you know, I'd, I'd given my old in 64 to um, like I'd given it to like a, a family member or something. Um, so I couldn't get it back. I got some of the games back. Luckily, they didn't like Harvest Moon 64 yeah. and I got that back. But I did. I didn't know it didn't have an expansion pack automatically in it. Uh, I thought everybody would put that in there in 64. Yeah, so they're they're like, pretty cheap pickup anyway. Yeah, I just haven't been able to like I haven't taken the time, I guess, to to pull it out. Um, but yeah, I'd say for me, uh, my favorite game from that list is probably. Oh man, what did I play the most that year? Probably I, I probably played the most Goldeneye. I didn't have Mario Kart 64 as a kid, although I played it at a lot of friends' houses and, and loved it. Um, but Harvest Moon on SNES, I've beaten that several times. Um, so I'd say it's probably a tie between those two. Yeah. yeah. The Yoshi story was really good, too. People give that game a lot of crap, but I really liked oh, it. Oh, no, yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's a little, so, some of the levels are really long, but I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they, they have some intricates. Uh, like, they have some intricate levels in Yoshi's story, you know? They can take a long time, but there's a lot of stuff to do in them, you know? You have lots of different little tasks you can complete and stuff and yeah it's fun it's got replay value too because you can pick a different path every time and sort of play different levels which i liked so uh let's talk about the development history of lego island uh it's generally considered the first lego game um although there was a sega uh, a sega pico learning game before that that was released in japan only in 1995 called lego fun to build um Mm. but i wouldn't consider that a real game that's more of like a a learning activity, you know, uh, and it's not, it, there's no like 3d or anything. Uh, so Lego Island probably could be considered the first real Lego game. And it's something that built a foundation, uh, for a lot of other Lego games to, to come from. So you probably wouldn't have Lego star Wars today if it weren't for Lego Island, just to give a modern yeah, example. It's true. Yeah. So it was released in 1997 by developer and publisher Mindscape. They have a pretty wacky history of mergers and other stuff, so it's hard to tack down just when exactly they started publishing certain games under certain names. Um, I think in 1992, they switched their name to Mindscape, so before this, they were known as Software Toolworks. Um, hmm. But up to this point... Blase. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a great name, uh, <laughs> but they did have they did have some pretty good games under their belt and some stinkers. So let me let me just see if you recognize any of these games and give me a give me a count of the ones you've heard of. Um, and I just picked out the, the best ones. So you probably heard a lot of them, but, uh, chess master, Mavis Bacon, number munch teaches typing. Mm. They didn't do number munchers, but Mavis Bacon teaches typing, uh, temple of doom on the NES willow on the NES mad max on the NES, uh, the God awful captain planet game that we played for a different podcast a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also had some great classics like Paperboy, Prince of Persia, Sim Ant, and Wing Commander. Really? Sim Ant for PC or SNES? 
Uh, I think both. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought Maxis made uh, the SNES version. Well, they might have been the distributor on those, thought, but I'm not sure. Thought, oh, well, whatever. I'm, I thought they were the publisher, but oh, well, whatever. I didn't get that deep into their publication history. That's what I'm saying, the distributor publisher. They might have been the person yeah. that published, but not the uh, not the developer. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've heard about eight of those games. Yeah. So they they came out with some pretty well-known stuff. You know, Prince of Persia on PC is a big one. I think Cement was there. I think they did the PC version, not the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, the game Lego Island, however, was directed by Wes Jenkins, who is a prominent figure in the tale of this game's history. Uh, and most of the information we have about the game's development cycle and the troubles it went through, uh, it comes from him. Uh, and get ready... Break out the tissues because this is a little bit of a tragic story. Uh, so, Wes, Wes got a uh, B. Uh, uh, should I call him Wes or Jenkins? Well, your last I guess name I don't. Jenkins. So it's just yeah. Like, it's 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 weird to be like oh Jenkins. You know, I, I feel like I, I should Jenkins. call him just Wes, but also it's weird to call somebody you don't know by their first name or last name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Mister. I don't know, Mister Jenkins. Should you say Mister Jenkins or Wes? I don't know. Maybe I should call him Wedgikins. Wedgikins. <laughs> yes. Okay. Winkins. Uh, so uh, Jenkins got a BA in social psychology from the University of Hartford and a BFA from the San Francisco, San Francisco Academy of Art. He's, and he, he's a uh, cookie. And he's an artistic yeah. cookie. Yeah, very artistic. Um, he did freelance work for people like Billy Graham, NASA, Frank Zappa. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, he's he's at this point has done a lot of different freelance projects and he's been like an artist, like a production artist. Um, and he describes it like he, he always says, I kind of have a Forrest Gump story. I, I was in the right place at the right time. Um, so he joined my Mindscape. He was hired on to direct. Um, he was hired on and then began directing Lego Island um, pretty soon after a couple years later. Um he was put in the lead uh, on Lego Island. That was like his first directing gig, I think, for a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the development, uh, Wes made a point to involve kids in the process. He said that in large part, they are the designers. And he and his wife during development built a real model of Lego Island with actual Legos, which sadly does not exist anymore. There's oh, a, like, well, yeah, his mom probably got tired of stepping on the Legos, so it had to go. <laughs> Yeah, probably. She threw it out. Just a couple Lego steps. I mean, that's all it takes. You step on a couple Legos and it's game over. Yeah, definitely. Because your 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 patience has ended and your foot's just you you've gone into rage mode. No Lego is safe. Now, there's two pictures that still exist of this thing, but he he regrets that he didn't take more pictures during the development because it's just gone. And the pictures of it, it looks spectacular. It looks like the real thing. It's something that I would want to have in my house. It's that cool. Um, And maybe someday, like, we can figure out how to build our own Lego Island model. That would be really cool. We'd only need, like, you know. A billion Legos. $3,000 worth of Legos. So, four boxes. (laughs) Well, I think most of it was built out of, like, stock stuff. You know? Yeah, even that stuff's expensive nowadays. That's that's true. That's true. Um, So, Wes uh, said the games. I'm switching back and forth between Wes and Jenkins. Uh, he says the game's ethos was that he wanted to create a toy that had gaming features and not a game where you just kind of blow up stuff or die. 
Uh, yeah. He, that's his exact words. Um, he ended up designing most of the characters and wrote their personalities loosely based around the theory of multiple intelligences by a one Howard Gardner. Uh, and this was the, I, I think this is like his psychology background uh, coming in, but the idea is that everybody has different strengths and weaknesses like people in real life do. And that allows the player to experience the Island through different intelligences and through different personalities. So for example, Pepper's great at math. Papa Briccolini is a great dancer. Mama Briccolini is an amazing pianist and musician. Laura Brick has great emotional intelligence and insight. And Nick Brick has a great memory, but they also mm-hmm. all have their weaknesses where, uh, Pepper has dyslexia. Uh, Papa Briccolini is tone deaf. Um, Mama Briccolini uh, can't sing, I think. Is that right? No, no, no. She can, she, um, I think she's bad at math, if I can't remember. I can't really remember exactly. Uh, Laura Brick, I think, no, Laura Brick is bad at math. Mama Briccolini, I think, has another issue, and I don't remember what it is. And um, Dementia? <laughs> Possibly. I think I have dementia. Uh, and Nick Brick has <laughs> problems smelling. He, he can't like um, he doesn't have any uh, he doesn't have a good sense of smell. Someone forgot to draw him a nose. Yeah, uh, but it's kind of cool because each character has their own strengths. But you also get to have characters who each have um, limitations. Right. And they're not shown to be like uh, the game doesn't make fun of them for it. The Brickster does at, at various points. But um the characters are still like good people and capable, even though they have these, you know, issues to work through. So I don't know. It mm-hmm. kind of like makes kids feel like they're seeing, cause there's a lot of dyslexic kids out there, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I had no idea there was that much depth to the characters. Yeah. Like he really put a lot into it. Even the infomaniac, for example, um, he's like the player's guide in the game. He's also based on a real life person, Wes Jenkins. Uh, it, it's based on the director of the game himself. So it didn't start out that way, but as he wrote, he came more and more to identify with the character and considered the Islanders his friends as he spent more and t- more time working on the game. And it's just really sweet. He seems That's like a cool, cool guy. Yeah. yeah. So um, the the idea of the game as a toy, I think, is pretty apt. I don't know if you got that sense out of it, but like it was different than anything that was coming at the time, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, it's not, there's no, there's no goal in Lego Island. You know, it, it, it's just, it's a toy box and there are things you can do, but you take it at your own pace. And I really like that idea and I wish they had stuck with it in later games, but I guess we could probably talk more about that in the gaming section. Yeah. So originally Wes wanted the team to have the ability to go into every building uh, he wanted to add more missions and activities. He wanted to add the ability to go underwater. You were supposed to be able to go into the pirate's cave. Uh, you were supposed to be able to go on like a voyage with the secret pirate behind the door in the cave. And a lot of these things were taken out because of budgetary reasons, because of technical limitations. Uh, yeah. And as he and as he says, uh, executives and coin counters. Uh, so there was a lot of executive meddling by suits in yeah. the game. That That's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And it was really unfortunate because it was super ambitious for the time. And it was ambitious even in the form that it came out in. Um, it was really one of the first 3D exploration games. They ran into a ton of issues just trying to find out what was possible. And they were pushing the technology as far as they possibly could. 
um, at least in terms of a, a kid's game that was running on like a an old Pentium processor, you know. There's also a planned spinoff game. Well, there was a planned spinoff game called Beneath the Fanta Sea, spelled P-H-A-N-T-A dash C. Hmm. All right. Um, do you know where that appears in the actual game? Um, treasure chest? Uh, do you remember in the Infomaniacs Tower on the second floor? Oh, like right? the elevator and- thing? Yeah, the doors open up and there's a, a swimmer in the sharks and it's underwater, right? Yeah. That was supposed to like spin off into its own game. Like it was, they, they were like, well, we can't get it in the actual game, so we'll put a CG movie in there and it'll be funny because it's on the second floor. So, oh. A little Easter egg there. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wes says that Mindscape got into it, and this is a quote um, Mindscape got into a dispute with Lego over distribution and lost their contract. Uh, for political issues, mostly. They didn't realize the potential profits of the product and what Lego was about. In fact, they couldn't quite understand why we didn't just do a simple 2D program instead of 3D. Is that libelous? No, I didn't mention any names. Maybe I should just say some people from unknown places seemed less enthusiastic and were paranoid every step of the way. Huh. Yeah, I guess 3D was still a bit, you know, sketch back then. At least on PC, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a little worried, I guess. I could, I could see how they would be worried, but right. I mean, well, especially during the development of this game, you know, we look at this and say, oh, in 1997 they came out with GoldenEye, and you know, Super Mario 64 had been out for a year, but they weren't developing this game when those games were already out. So you have to consider that this, this sort of happens before a lot of the big 3D games are coming out. Yeah, not to mention, every, I think. That that like the old 3D style would suit would they would I would think that it would suit Legos really well because mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. real blocky it's perfect <laughs> yeah absolutely um, but apparently it was just the development was riddled with meddling from people who didn't know what they were talking about which kind of it sucks yeah it's a problem that we face even today yeah especially so, the smaller um, companies that are being you know contracted out by bigger ones. Yeah, you see that a lot. This is what the customer wants. And then you get Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Exactly. And that's happening with EA constantly. They got rid of Star Wars 1313, and now we have Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, You know, just... (sighs) Which, I think, didn't they lose... Whoever made Battlefront... Because EA made Battlefront, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't they, like, lose the rights to make another Battlefront game? I don't think they've lost the rights, but it's definitely in danger because the game, um, the game definitely had some issues. God, yes, it did. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, interesting side note. (laughs) Yeah. Fallen order does look interesting. I'm cautiously optimistic. I I think it'll be fun. The, the combat really reminds me of the old Jedi Academy games, you know? Yeah. It looks like an action game. So I'm, I'm excited about it, but I don't want to like, get too excited and have my heart broken because yeah. I just love Star Wars too much. And it is EA, know? so. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so again, unfortunately, the game's development uh, and the tragic way it would play out uh, seems to echo the short-sightedness on the part of Mindscape. In the end, the entire development team was canned a day before the release of the game. What? Everybody was fired. Every single person on the dev team. 
Well, according to Wes Jenkins, at the time, it was pretty common practice to do something like that because development teams would earn bonuses if they stayed on through a game's release. So in order to maximize profits, they fired everybody. Wow. To save a buck. Who did this? What company did this? Mindscape. Wow. They yeah. axed Wes Jenkins team and everybody. Wow. That's pretty. And him. That's that's uh, that's on the level of uh, of like some pretty terrible e- things. Yeah. I was going to say Hitler, but I think that's a little, little, little high. A little much. It's not quite genocide. Much. Not it's quite genocide, gen- but. It's below genocide it's and it's Scrooge. above it's like. It's a Scrooge move. It's a Scrooge move. Yeah. It's, it's below genocide, but above kicking your dog. Yeah, it's above John Wick, but right there in Scrooge, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> so uh, complete assholes, clearly. Yes, that's, um, that's horrible. Yeah. Well, he got lucky and eventually went on to work for Lego Media International, which was formed shortly afterward yeah. uh, because Mindscape basically politics their way into losing the license. So they yeah. they sold the game. It brought them away from like going out of business. They were in financial trouble before this. They made a ton of money on this game. It it saved them, and they basically ruined it because they never got to make another Lego game. Is Mindscape still around? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I didn't really look that up. Well, if they're not, not around, honest. may they burn in hell. <laughs> having no imagination and hating kids, honestly. Apparently. Yeah, I think they do. Uh, so he went on to work on uh, for uh, Lego Media International, which was formed shortly after so that they can continue to make games. Um, and this was in the UK. Uh, but he fell ill during the development uh, with a uh, genetic heart condition. Hmm. Um, he says his heart basically exploded uh, and he had to have lots of surgery. So he was in the hospital for a lot of this. Um the development of Lego Island 2 could honestly probably be its own episode, uh, but I'll give a brief rundown. Uh, his influence became less important in the next game because Lego had shifting priorities. Uh, so they wanted to make more game-like games um, yeah. rather than the sandbox that they had created in Lego Island. They wanted it to be more marketable rather than to be fun necessarily. Um, and in addition, when uh, he fell ill, the development team started to be pushed in a more money-driven direction uh, due to power struggles and politics within that company. Um, so just a whole, like, a lot of creative people sort of getting their ideas, like, crushed by people who think, well, this is what's going to make us cash, so this is what we should do. Yeah. All yeah. about that bottom line, man. Yeah. And one person on the team even hired their girlfriend who ended up trying to take credit for a script he wrote while he was bedridden due to heart issues. Wow. Wait, what? That tried yeah. to take, that tried to take credit for Wes's script? Yeah, for his for his script for the game. So some dude hired his girlfriend in there and his girlfriend was like, "Yeah, I did. I did that." Exactly. But wow. he couldn't say anything cuz he was in the hospital. He this passed it like, on to her. Like all of this is what you told me so far about I think they should just make a uh, like a Netflix series about Wes Jenkins. I know it's so sad. Called behind um, the bricks. Yeah. Oh my god, call that's me, amazing! Call me up, Netflix. Call me yeah, up, dude. We'll figure something out. I'll write up a contract. I'll make oh, people man. talk I to would, people. I would love to see. He said, like, you could write a novel about the stuff that happened during this development cycle, and yeah. I would love to like read that novel or write that novel. That would be amazing. Um, but uh, the ending here is a bit of a bummer. He passed away uh, due to heart the heart issues he had, and up until his death, he continued to write and draw. 
um, but he was unable to find much work in games because Silicon Valley is ageist and yeah. uh, the games industry old, has no so protections have, for people. Yeah, you're old, so you don't apply to games nowadays. Yeah. Um, so just to brighten the mood uh, for a second, I'm going to make a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know that's kind of inappropriate, but it's just like, it's really depressing. It's really depressing. Man. Um, So, yeah. So this bright, like fun thing, you know, Uh, but the game ultimately did sell very well. Uh, It was the 15th best selling computer game between 1997 and 1999 and the seventh best selling game of its year. Uh, Again, Mindscape was in trouble at the time and it revived their business. Um, despite the fact that they fired everybody and tanked their licensing agreement with Lego. So the whole thing kind of strikes me as a huge missed opportunity. Uh, and that brings us into the merchandising section because they didn't really take advantage of this. Have you ever seen a, a pepperoni minifigure? No, I didn't. That's weird. They didn't really license much of the Lego Island stuff, did they for Legos? Yeah. Well, there weren't, um, there weren't any model sets. Right. You couldn't like build Lego Island. You could because the game does use several real world Lego models. So the the hospital, uh, the police station, I think, is a real Lego model. The The, the vehicles. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these were from their Lego Town series, um, which was eventually supplanted by the Lego City series. Yeah. Which I love that series. I would love to something I'd love to do with you sometime. is just like slowly build a Lego City of our own. Yeah, I know. At some point, I'm just going to find... I want to just hoard a bunch of Legos and just, mm-hmm. just go nuts. Go to town. Yeah. I think my favorite set... My favorite set was, like, the space The space set. Was it a, a Space versus Aliens or something like that? Yeah, they had um, they had Explorians, which was, like, a, a space set that I had. And they had an Alien set. And they also had an Astronaut set from the 80s that um, everybody knows about. But... Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. We both love Legos. We're both super huge Lego fans. And I'm never going to lay lay Lego of them, so don't even ask. (laughs) I've still got mine. I I brought them over to play with my uh, nieces, but it's like these are coming back with me. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Get your own Legos, fools. These are this is my bucket of Legos, and every 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 person's Lego collection eventually turns into a bucket of loose parts. It's true. It's true. I actually got some of my cousins' Legos. That's the only reason I have Legos. And yeah. apparently that was just a fraction of what they had because they were twins. So my, oh, wow. my aunt and uncle had to buy them each a set at a time. Right. And I was like, man, if only I could have got both of those. <laughs> <laughs> Should have hung around oh, them some so more. True. Yeah. We need to get back. To, we need to play some uh, play with Legos again at some time. I remember that one time yeah. we built like spaceships. And then, um, I mean, you just go back to being it's a, a child. Spaceship. <laughs> and we built that uh we built the millennium falcon oh yeah we did that took that a one long christmas time. yeah we'll have to go out and splooge on the on the like uh death star and just build oh that. yeah man that'd take yes at least several days oh for sure and that would be a great several days i would be absolutely happy to do that that would be perfect uh so yeah we turn into kind of big kids when it comes to legos um yeah so the merch right uh, originally the game had a pack in minifigure of the infomaniac, but oh, yeah. that, that was only for a couple, uh, a couple like months, I guess. So the first Actually, like several, 
the first several boxes had the minifigure, but not every box did. So the one I got, no minifigure. The one I got had the minifigure. Oh, I'm so jealous. Do you still have him? Yeah, he's in the box. What? Yeah. You have the Infomaniac. Are you kidding yeah. me? Okay, you have to take a picture and send it to me so I can post it to our Twitter. It's in storage. <laughs> I in a box. need you to find it. I If I if I decide to just feel frisky <laughs> and just start taking apart my storage unit, I'll do that. Okay. Put it on the to-do list. For sure. Yeah, I, I do have it. He's, he's in there. All Chilling right. out All with right. uh, 1980-something space guy. Um, So there was a TV ad And I'm going to play that for you right now Pickle brain Monkey breath Mom can't say anything because I'm not touching Ah! What if you could change anything you wanted You've all been subject to sibling in Lego Island, the new CD-ROM game It's an entire Lego world Where you chase a Lego villain, build and race Lego vehicles And change everything from the landscape To people's attitudes Even the music the new Lego Island CD-ROM game. Why Lego Island CD-ROM game comes with everything shown here. Lego Island CD-ROM game. CD-ROM. You... It's on a CD-ROM. Duh. Have you ever Have you ever played the Lego Island CD-ROM game? It's have you ever fun. played Have you ever played Lego Island on uh, Bailey's in a shoe? He sounds like a dude doing a bad impression of George Lucas. I can see that. To me. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, It's not. Let the horse uh, be with you. Buy this game. Hey, um, maybe you could buy the game. Be maybe pretty you fun. Could, uh, also buy Star Wars. Lots of stuff from Star Wars. I mean, I am a consumer whore when it comes to Star Wars. So, if you don't think I'm going to, I'm going to. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've, I've heard uh, stories. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I buy too many. I, buy, I like just yesterday, I went into a Goodwill. Uh, yeah. I was wearing my Star Wars T-shirt. I ended up finding a special edition DVD, not like the, sorry, not a special edition DVD. I found a, a box of special features, like a DVD of special features uh, for Star Wars. I found an R2-D2 model that you make out of paper and glue, which the person tried to talk me out of buying. She was like, it's just stickers. And I'm like, I, I want it. I don't care if it's just stickers. I want it. Do you not and, understand the Star Wars fandom lady? Get out of my way before I stab you in the throat <laughs> with my lightsaber knife. Well, I actually also found a lightsaber uh, water bottle. It's like oh, shaped oh, like yeah. a lightsaber. I thought yeah. you were going to say lightsaber knife. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, and I found a lightsaber knife and I, I stabbed, I stabbed and killed her. Yeah, because she, uh, she uh, talked me trying to trying to diss the old Star Wars merch. I, I came up, but I, uh, I stabbed her in her throat because she told me that Char Jar Binks was uh, stupid. And now she's, she's pretty dead. much the best character. We all know that. We all know that Jar Jar Binks is the best, and uh, I made him for kids, and kids love him, and I love him. Sometimes I like to go home and just look at my picture of Jar Jar Binks and just sigh I and just say, really wish. Ah, I wish he was real. I really wish he made it into that uh, Christmas special too. That was really good. Yeah, but Jar Jar didn't exist at the time. That was more. That's before. So you know, like sometimes See, I know, I'm, but. I- he wished he could I have think, thought it up sooner. <laughs> yeah, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and make a special edition of the Star Wars special, and I'm going to take out all that stuff and just put in a 30-minute a clip of Jar Jar saying things that sound like vaguely racist. Sounds right. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Oh, my God. Have you ever noticed how Misa, how he says Misa, and it's like dangerously close to being Massa? 
Mm. <laughs> Not really, no. No, I you never thought about Jar-Jar that? Jar Jar Binks doesn't exist. Yeah, I kind of so, do too. Yeah. I recently rewatched the uh, first two prequels um, because I was like, well, I. I can't even explain why it was more like a completionist thing. I haven't seen him in a while and I was watching all the star Wars movies. So it was like, I'm going to watch these and, and I watched like a version that was edited down. Uh, but I noticed some things about Jar Jar while I was watching. Yeah. And, uh, pretty terrible, pretty terrible. Even the second time around. <laughs> yeah. So not a whole lot of merch. Uh, they also had a map, which again, we'll link to in the show notes. Um, that you could get for free if you registered the game. Do you remember that? Uh, registering games? Yeah, I remember that. Did you ever register any games? I never did. My parents Maybe wouldn't I. let me. They thought they were like trying to get our information. It's kind of true nowadays. They're like, can we have your email so we can send you a bunch of garbage every time you buy something? Yeah, honestly, it's true. The, back then, like, I don't think there was anything they really could have done other than send you junk mail, but um lego island you would get a um you'd get a map for free if you uh, uh if you res- registered your game the funny thing is i think it was just digital i think it was just a digital map that they you know gave you if you went through the registration process because i i can't find anybody who had a physical copy other than somebody i saw who printed one out on paper um on like four sheets of paper and taped it together how bad so, do you need a map I mean, it's not that hard to navigate. I guess it might be. No, but as a kid, as a kid, you'd think, oh, it's fun because I have this cool map and now I can get anywhere on the island. You know, it's I don't think it's um, actually particularly useful, but it's really cool. It's um, it's just, you know, it shows you where everything is on the island, which there's not much there. When you look at the map from a top view, it's like, oh, there's like seven buildings on this island. You know, I was looking at the model the guy made and I'm like. Yeah, there's not much there, but it still looks really cool. Yeah, the model's really neat. I, oh man, I want that so bad. I want it in my life. I wish I had it. <sighs> anyway, I'm I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna call down. It's fine. Look how happy they are too. They don't know they're gonna get fired. Nope. It's so sad. Ugh, it's just like there's somebody just just out of frame, just like maniacally cackling and and rubbing their fingers fingers. together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like Mr. Burns back there. Yeah. But apparently that was common practice at the time. Like a lot of companies did that. It's just, it's gross. The whole thing is gross. That is really stupid. I mean, why alienate that? You know, you're biting the hands that feed you there. Yeah. They're the people who made the game and they made some, you something special and you can't even, honor that creation you can't even honor the work that they did you know you messed with it the whole time you tried to meddle the entire time and made the game less than it could have been and you don't even have the decency to let them see it through to release like screw you Ugh. Ugh. yeah at least a bad, bad taste, taste in your mouth, mouth. Yeah. yeah it does and honestly i don't he- i don't have anything happy to add other than other than there is a revival project in the works Oh, yeah. So let's let's end this little section on a good note here. Um, there is a revival project called Project Island. You can go to it at projectisland.org. And they are attempting to make a true sequel to the first Lego Island. It'll be Lego Island 3. And what they aim to do is make something that has that same uh, feeling of being like this explore, exploration game. 
and it looks really cool. I encourage you to check it out. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm 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 pretty gung ho about it already. Yeah, I'm really excited. They're actually looking for uh, programmers, I think. And uh, so if you go on there and apply, uh, they're looking for people to help with the project. It's They've got a really slick website. They did a good job putting that together. Um, and they've got, uh, you know, new models, like new 3D models of all the characters that look really, really cool. Um, they've got some animation done. They've got a YouTube channel that I encourage you to uh, subscribe to. And we'll put links to all of this stuff in the show notes. But the coolest thing I think that came out of this project so far is the soundtrack. So one of the big things, um, another tragic thing about this development, the music for the game, have you ever noticed like it's really fuzzy and kind of gross? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little rough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good music. Let me, let me clarify. It's great music, but the quality of the music is, is really poor. It sounds like it's coming out of a mono radio somewhere. Just doesn't sound of high quality. I know what you mean. Yeah, but that's because they had limited space to put things on the disc. So they had to compress the audio. So what they did is they contacted the composer, Lauren Nelson, and we'll put his YouTube channel in our show notes as well. There's a lot of great stuff. um, Really, really chunky research this time. So that was really exciting for me. Uh, But while I was doing research, I found this website because I was looking for the music because I've always thought, man, I wish I had the original files that, you know, don't have any of that interference. Well, Laura Nelson was able to find, because originally the master tapes for this this uh, soundtrack were lost in a houseboat accident. And it was believed that the in-game versions were the only ones left in the world. Weird. It's it's ridiculous. Like the... Uh, Italian this, uh, Netflix series. I know. It's About freaking nuts. This is freaking Lego Island. This is the next Fire Festival documentary, you know? I'm kidding. And then at the end, it's like somebody saying, you know, I would I would suck a dick to get the music back. <laughs> Do you, have, you ever, <laughs> have you seen that meme? No. In the Fire Festival documentary, there's a guy who, th- who was going to like, he's like, I thought I was going to have to suck a man's penis in order to get water so that these people could have water. <laughs> it's it's okay. crazy. But it's crazy. Be, like pants. too parched to, to suck a dick. Maybe well, you know, you got to get water first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, uh, there's a good ending to this part. Lauren Nelson, the composer, had an archive of cassette tapes uh, that he found that have a lot of the game's music in far better quality. Now, some hmm. of it isn't completely finished because this is stuff that happened like beforehand. So you have th- little things that are missing. But I'd like to play a little clip for you so you can hear the difference. Because when I heard it, it gave me chills. It was something I had been waiting to hear for a long time. And it was like this huge deal to me. So I'd like to share this with you. So here is the original um, theme song. I'm just playing a lot of it because I love it so much. I probably need to like move lay, on here. Lay, lay, lay off on that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I can see what you mean. It's a lot. Like, no, that's the old version. That's the, oh, old, that's version. the old version. Yeah. Get oh, ready okay. for the edited version. Oh. 
Sounds a little less, you know, clear at first, but get ready. Can you hear the freaking difference? Yeah. It's amazing. It sounds so good. Oh, wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. Nice to hear a song that doesn't flatten to a pancake. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's like every time I play it, I, I have to finish the song. So after this is over, I'm probably going to have to stop and listen to the song like three more times. I've been okay. playing it on loop for like this whole week. It's it's great. Um, and there's <laughs> oh yeah it's she's a big fan I've, I've been playing it while i've been like listening while i've been like doing the dishes and stuff just over and over again um but this is available on projectisland.org slash music uh, as well as several other songs from the original uh soundtrack including a because ver- they're restoring some of the music too they have a restored version of brick by brick which sounds great it's uh, so good so brick again go yeah, you mean you can actually head. hear the hear the hear the uh, actual lyrics instead of like just making them up in your head? Yeah, Macarola Chan neighbors. I know that's not what she says, but I always heard it as Macarola Chan neighbors when I was a kid. Yeah, I know. It's just like uh, yeah, scratching like a the PJ. What? No, I think it's DJ. Uh, yeah. yeah, louder than a DJ scratching all night is the, yeah. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but the song is a lot clearer. I can't. I still can't understand one of the pieces, but um, it's just because she's speaking so fast. But it sounds amazing. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, it's a good little ending uh, to this story. That there's people trying to revive this and do it in the spirit of the original game, which was all about exploration and imagination, um, which we will talk about here in the gameplay segment uh, shortly. And we'll be right back. What are your earliest memories of Lego Island? Uh, when I was a small child on my uh, on my Aptiva. Oh yeah, I I, I kind of have a similar memory with it as I do with my um, theme park because uh-huh. it was one of the, like the first PC games I ever played. Yeah, and uh, I remember just I think I was just very I had a very child outlook on it which was when you're in an island and you're free to roam around you just want to do all the stuff and you want mm-hmm. to see all the things so I, I just wander around the island trying to find like a secret path or try to get to a place that didn't look like you get to and mm-hmm. we'll go around the island changing all the light posts to trees or to potted plants or whatever and yeah changing everyone's hat like that would be my objective for the day I'm gonna go around and put a yellow plant on everyone's head. <laughs> and that's what I would do, and that because it was Lego Island, I could do that. It was yeah, I was a master of my disaster. Yeah, and you know, each of the characters lets you change different things. You could change characters. It's like, oh, I want to change this person's hair to something weird. I have to be this specific character. I want to change the color of their clothes. I have to be this one. So it yeah. gave you gave you some replay value for sure. Yeah, I don't remember the racing as much as I remember the exploration. Even though that the bulk yeah, of the game true. is it's is so racing. True. Yeah, isn't that, I don't know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like I don't like. I remember there was like an ambulance mini game or, yeah. that I really hated. And was oh God, I hated that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ambulance mini but, game is really easy once you know the exact path you're supposed to take. 
Well, I know, but as a kid, I didn't have any patience. Yeah. And as an adult, I don't have any patience. Oh, yeah, no. I, I had I had trouble with it the <laughs> other day myself. I actually yeah. spent more time. It's, you know, we'll get into this, but I, I spent more time playing other games on Windows 95 because let's, let's talk a little bit about our setups here real quick. So what is your setup now for playing the game? I'm just playing it off of my main computer using a service pack. Right. So I had a similar experience to you growing up playing the game. I got it when I was a kid. I had a Windows like 95 or 98 computer. Um, and like the, the coolest thing we had on the computer was a Voodoo 2 graphics card. So, Oh, man, that's, that's pretty high tech. Yeah, that stuff was like the top of the line back then. I don't, I don't know how I convinced my dad to get us a graphics card, but we went into one of those stores where um, they sold computer parts at the time, and there were a bunch of teenagers in there who knew way more about it than my dad, and they convinced him to buy a Voodoo 2 graphics card. It came with like three games. It was great. Nice. Yeah. It was back in the day when graphics cards came with games instead of just like downloads. Oh, yeah. They, some of them still do. I got a copy of Dirt 3 with my video card. Ooh, Dirt 3. I got... um. What did I get? I got this game called not police knots. Ah, oh, man. It was some kind of like cyberpunk game where you were the police and you were in like a helicopter, but it was in the future. And I got a oh. game called incoming, which was like a uh, flight simulator, but you were fighting aliens. Incoming was huh. pretty cool. Um, And I got a, oh man. It was this game where it was like a Sim City game, basically, but on a different planet or, or like Age of Empires. Interesting. So how did you happen upon Lego Island, though? My parents got it for me for Christmas one year. They knew I liked Legos and they just picked it up randomly. That, yeah. That's like the history of my gaming career is my parents knew I liked something and picked it up for me without asking. Yeah, it was generally mine, except I had to like beg, plead, and uh, sacrifice my first unborn child at the age of twelve. Oh, so for, basically, uh, my experience is but totally different. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> my parents didn't didn't like buy. They were of of the ilk where, like, you know, you buy one game console. That's the only one you need for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. But eventually, they learned. Eventually, they learned. Yeah. And then I got my sixty four. Nice. I can't complain because I got a sixty four on Xbox and a PS two from the, yeah. Right. So. My parents were the type that were like, oh, Sega's coming out with add-ons to the current system, so we don't have to buy a whole new system. We can get upgrades. And then I got a 32X, and they only came out with, like, two games. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. That's one thing you have to worry about with Sega. Yeah. And Atari. Yeah, it was uh, was rough. But, uh, like, rough for Sega, not not for me. I got lots of great stuff because, you know, my kid, my, my parents really knew that like gaming was my big hobby. So they, they fed that despite their best judgment. <laughs> See for my parents, gaming is not a hobby. It was a waste of time. Right. So they were against it, but yeah. Hey, I stayed out of their hair. So that's all they cared about. Yeah. I don't know what my parents thought. Honestly, I think they knew it was a hobby, but like they, uh, I don't know. They didn't, they weren't bothered by me playing games. I, you know, <laughs> they wanted me to go out more often, but it wasn't like, Oh, all you do is play games. It was, you know, they knew I liked it and they encouraged it for some reason. I don't know. They just had a different attitude. They they wanted you to enjoy what you loved and to grow with what you love, I guess. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, so, yeah, I got Lego Island. We had a Gateway 2000 back then. 
dial-up internet and everything. And in order to replicate that experience as closely as possible, I spent a hell of a lot of time trying to set up a virtual machine with Windows 98 so I could play the game. Oh, yeah? Yep. And I have it open right now, actually. Not the game itself, but I do have my virtual machine open. So... Oh, yeah. I should have did that. I, I can't be bothered. I don't know if I could. Is, do you have to set up like a partition and everything for that? Or No, you don't. It, it used okay. to be you had to do a lot of, a lot more complicated stuff. It's a lot easier now. It's, oh, that's it's, good. It's like 10 times easier than it used to be. I tried to do it a long time ago, and I just couldn't figure it out. Um, it is a lot easier now. There's actually a, a standalone program you can load that will give you a desktop uh, loaded with Windows 98, although you can't do anything huh. on it. Uh, but I spent a ton of time trying to figure this out, eventually figured it out. And then I started like downloading everything. So I got like <laughs> I got the the uh, Microsoft games uh, pack. So I have like Free Cell, Idlewild, Pipe Dream, uh, Rodent's Revenge, Minesweeper. Uh, do you remember um, Ski Free? Yeah. Yeah, I got Ski Free. I got uh, Jez Ball. All what those free games. Chip- what about Chips Quest? You chips, chips, chips Quest? Challenge. Chips Challenge. Uh, yeah. Do you have to go and get a chip. I've oh, got yeah, I've got Chips Challenge. In fact, I'm on level twelve now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we should do an episode where we do like old school ninety I, 95, 98 games. One hundred percent want to do that. I've got so into it. There's so many fun games. I played Duke Nukem uh, 3D. Uh, I played Doom. I ended up, and I only played a little bit of each because, you know, I was actually supposed to be playing like a island. Um, but I ended up getting a bunch of games on there. I'm I'm trying to load more. I, like, customize the whole thing. And I found a web browser that allows you to get on the internet still. So I have, like, Netscape Navigator installed into my virtual machine. And I found a, oh, yeah. I found a, uh, a search engine that only catalogs websites that will work with old systems like windows 95 huh. <laughs> that's cool so i just i did a search and i'm like sonic the hedgehog and it literally brought up a sonic the hedgehog fan page that i used to go to when i was like 12 well, that's crazy it was nuts it was this huge if, like, blast from the past on there or something like that if it's still online then probably yeah that's crazy yeah so it, it ended up being a ton of fun i just had a really good time messing with everything going into the old screensavers and seeing the 3D maze that they used to do, playing Hover. Ah, man. I just want to do a stream sometime where I just mess around with Windows 98. We could. That could be a thing. We should definitely do it. <laughs> if people want to see that, you should let us know on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Grinder, Tinder, <laughs> and my backyard. Oh, absolutely. Get in his backyard. Just, just go ahead and pick it. Just pick it in my backyard. Just go ahead and bring all your pickets. So, like, hey, show us the stream of the Windows 95. I'm like, all right, we got it. You got it, buddy. You got it, man. Buddy. So, but yeah, no, I bet you had a lot less trouble getting it started than I did. That's good to know. And my game never worked correctly. Believe it or not, so. it was easier to get started, but it was a lot harder to get it looking like I remember. Now, I understand that, like, nostalgia goggles, nostalgia goggles. I can't seem to say the word nostalgia properly ever for some reason. Nostalgia, uh, nostalgia, potato, potato. Yeah, uh, but nostalgia sounds stupid, but it's the only way it'll come out of my mouth sometimes. I don't know why. It's all right. I've never noticed it until now. So nostalgia goggles aren't a factor here. I have played this game as an adult. Kyle and I actually did an episode of a show on it briefly. 
uh, that was pretty funny. Um, if you want to check it out, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but we um, we played this Teenagers recently, so I, I know what it's supposed to look like. So I had a lot of trouble getting it to look right. For example, all the grass looked like this gross brown color instead of green. Huh. It's really weird. I, I didn't have that problem. Also, also, um, for some reason, it is still fast as hell. So yeah, I know that might just be the default, but mine was it's, just blaring. So it's it actually isn't. I looked this up. I did a lot of research to find out what the issue is. Lego Island has a problem that a lot of DOS games used to have, in that as your processor gets faster, the game gets faster oh, too. Oh, I could see that. Yes. So the virtual machine machine is still using my processor, and it's only using a certain amount of RAM, but. It really, it, for some reason, it doesn't affect it. Basically, the game is expected. They program the game expecting it to run at about 10 frames per second. When it's running at 60 frames per second, the turning is way quicker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like Goku. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't, like... they didn't put a cap on the frame rate, so it just goes as fast as your computer will let it go. Essentially. That's great. So is there yeah. something like crank it up to 600 frames per second? Just... I it's it's nuts. It just goes as fast as it possibly can, essentially. So it, as fast as your display will handle, the game is going to go because that's crazy. Yeah, your computer's too new. So in order to play this game in its original form, you have to have a computer from the 90s. Hmm, that might you, be a little tricky. Yeah. Now, there are ways to do this, um, but it's a huge pain in the butt. So unfortunately, this one's going to be really hard to play along with. Um, a lot of people make the comment about Lego Island that it's it's too quick because basically this is a game that is controlled with your arrow keys. Um, and when you press each arrow key, it makes you like go so fast you want to puke, basically. Um, and again, that's just a technical issue with new computers. And there doesn't seem to be a fix for it online, unfortunately. You, you get used to it eventually. Yeah. And you can use the mouse to do it. Uh, but I actually had more trouble with oh, the mouse than I did with yeah. the keyboard. The mouse is a bad idea. Yeah, the pirate. There's a pirate in a secret cave that you find who tells you, I call it easy to drive mode. It's not easy. Uh, yeah, easy to drive if you're in fast and furious and drunk. Yeah, it's um or something. It's uh, it's, it's not it's unpleasant. It's not. A, yeah, it's not a pleasant <laughs> experience. So uh, Lego Island, like just to describe this to people a little bit. The what would you could you give me a, a brief description of what Lego Island is all about and what the gameplay is like? Okay, so Lego Island is as was aforementioned quite the sandbox game. Mm -hmm. It was about exploring, like to your heart's content, a island made of Lego men, where you could go to different establishments, and uh, most of it was racing. So you go to the race circuit, you get to build your own race car, which is pretty awesome, let's be honest. Yeah. Or you could and you could race the racetrack and then there's a ski a jet ski part where you can race jet skis. Probably my least favorite of the racing ones, in my opinion, other than like the ambulance one. The race car is my and favorite, the, like the, the race. The track. race car is probably my favorite, too. Yeah. I like the race car uh, it, with controls. It makes it a little tricky, but it's still doable. Mm hmm. <laughs> it's too dull, but, but basically you just get to go all these mini games. They're essentially mini games you go to and you get to customize your own yeah. ride and do it. Now, it's very it's funny because they played 
You know what I did immediately after playing the racing game? What? Busted out Lego Racers on N64. Oh, that game's so good. It is good. It's, oh, my God. We're like going to play that next good. to Road Rash. It is. Yeah. And it's so hard. Because what you do is you go through each of these circuits mm-hmm. racing against, like, a specific protagonist. Yep. Like, first it's the pirate guy. Then it's, like, mm-hmm. a spooky skeleton guy. And then it's that stupid space guy who can kiss my butt. I mean, we could we could do an episode on it someday, but it's definitely on yeah. the two playlist. Next time you're down, we could play some Road Rash '64 and some Lego Island. Absolutely, Lego uh, Lego <sighs> Racers. Le- Lego Racers is great. Once you get good at using the speed power up, you can just like warp in front of everybody again and again. Yeah, because it's similar to uh, it's not to digress further, but it's similar to Conker's racing game. Mm-hmm. The heck is it called? I can't remember. Diddy Kong Racing. It's similar, oh, similar yeah. to Diddy Kong. I don't know why I thought I'd conquer because he's in it, I guess. <laughs> oh, he's in rare. Yeah. You you upgrade your power ups so like you can get like a speed, but then you can upgrade it two times further and then like go really fast. Yeah. I really like the upgradable racers, power ups, yeah. Yeah, with Lego Racers, you can upgrade it to the point where it would like just teleport you forward. Mm-hmm. Which was nuts. But yeah. it didn't matter because in the space level, he was just on you the entire time. There's no way to get rid I just got frustrated and quit. Yeah. There's also a Lego Racers 2 on PS2. I saw that to actually yesterday. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I found the PS2 game. I found the PS2 game in the Goodwill I was in. I was just talking about earlier. Did you buy it? No. I, I would. It's actually pretty good. Oh, yeah? I, yeah, I, I was afraid because I was like, well, I don't know what this game is. And I liked the original Lego Racers, but I don't want to be disappointed. And I also don't have a PS2 it's, right now. It's different. It's yeah. different, but it's not bad. It's okay. definitely not bad. It's very open world. I was surprised. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, but anyway, uh, yeah. So Lego Island, you just you run around. Yeah. There is a vague storyline that you follow. You know, you have mm-hmm. to meet up with a brickster. You got to talk to him about pizza, and then he tells you, bec- well, because Pepper's dyslexic, right? That's why he. Okay, got you. Yeah. That just that just clicks. He that can't. Just he can't read the no pizza song. It says no pizzazz. I thought it was because he was he was like you know young didn't know how to read, but it was because he was dyslexic. Well, I say oh. he's dys- dyslexic. The the official storyline says that he is um, he he doesn't go to school. I guess because he he's like an immigrant to the island. His dad or something is dead. I can't remember the entire storyline. Like I if, immigrated from Lego Italy after Lego World War Two. Actually, you know, I might be able to bring this up. So you go ahead and, and talk talk a little bit more about the game. But I think I can bring the uh, <laughs> um, okay. I think I can bring the actual manual up because the manual is yeah. wild. The manual. Have you read the manual? Huh? So it I has have it. I haven't looked at it. It has a comic in it. First of all, where you're playing with like you as a person are playing with Legos in your room. And then uh, the infomaniac, oh, yeah. the infomaniac comes out of the Lego set and turns you into Pepper Roni and brings you to the island. Wow. Th- yeah. Yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It's a it, and it's assumed to follow. It's kind of long. It's kind of long, and the kid looks like he has a birth defect. Like well, he has dyslexia. The well, not not the kid, like not not pepperoni specifically, but the <laughs> the kid who's supposed to be you. But they have a whole oh, section. Yeah. They have a whole section that is on the history of Lego Island, um, and basically there are explorers who traveled far and wide. Uh, as they're on their sailboat, the gustatory delight collecting interesting foods. Those are the grandparents of Pepper Roni. 
Um, oh. And then uh, there's Rootin' Tootin' Roni, who was a re- real cowboy and a very early... I'm having trouble reading this because it's so small. A very early pioneer of Lego Island. Pictured here after winning our final rodeo about 15 years ago. A 15 I just z- thought of something genius. Yeah. 15 zillion okay, so, years ago, because everything takes place like way in the future, I guess, in in the Lego Island uh, game. Yeah, uh, but then there's uh, B- Baloney Roni, Pepper's dad. Um, Baloney Roni, he was e- either the strongest, braver, bravest explorer that ever lived on Lego Island, or he was one great st- storyteller. He disappeared one day and left his son, Pepper. Wow. Yeah. Dad of the year. Yeah, and he Pepper was eventually adopted by the Bricolinis, Mama and Papa. Interesting. So he's not even related to the Bricolinis. They just adopted him because his dad abandoned him. Wow. Just decided to say, you know what? I'm going to go adventure and screw you, kid. Yeah. I, actually, there's a you know that thing we talked about the multiple intelligences. That's also in the in the manual. It says, "Have you ever been told or heard someone say things like this? He's a born artist. His hand just flies over the paper. Wow, that guy can outrun a bullet. He can't read very well, but he's a building maniac. She's a math whiz. She can beat a calculator. She sings like an angel. He's a video games wizard. She has a photographic memory. Well, these are different kinds of intelligences that you may experience through your life." Mozart was only four years old when he began to compose music. Grandma Moses didn't choose to become a painter until she was 75. When it comes to intelligence, it's never too early or too late. It has all this like nice stuff for kids. It's just like, hey, you know what? You're great in your own way, and you need to develop your, yeah. your intelligence and skills and, and, and do the things you're good at. Everyone is good at something. Unless you're me, but uh, you just gotta cultivate it and get and, and yeah, you know, cultivate your talents. Betterment. Yeah, I thought it was nice, but yeah, it is nice. It's a nice. It's, yeah. it, it is has like a kind of a sad undertone, knowing that the guy that everyone who put the hard love and work into that got the shaft at the end. I know, like there's so much love and care put into this game. Every bit of it is just packed with stuff to do and stuff to see. Like the the thing about the game is, it's not even like the fact that oh there's a lot of races in it and then otherwise there's not a lot of interactive stuff it's the fact that you can change anything you want the fact that you can explore anywhere you want to an extent there are you know boundaries that you can't go past which is kind of frustrating um i mean that's expected but at the time at the time it was like you could go anywhere and everybody has different dialogue and different personalities. What I would do is I would just go around and like hear different things that people said. You know, I would just wanted yeah, to it's find fun to walk up. Yeah. Just walk up to conversations and listen to them or whatever the little scenes that play out. Exactly. Yeah. That was, it was really fun. Now you were going to say something about the, um, uh, we were talking about uh, Pepper's dad. Yeah. You were going to say something and I, I completely, I, I completely ran Probably. past that. I don't remember anymore. Uh, I think it was, uh, I had had an ingenious idea about like when you're saying something about the grandpa, grandparents used to be at sea or whatever. What if, what if they died in an unfortunate houseboat, houseboat incident telling you what they could do is, (laughs) uh, in the new Lego, Lego Island three, right? Yeah. They adapt the story of Wes Jenkins into Lego Island three. Oh my God. Uh, like certain tragedies happen, some crazy anti Legos come down and like 
try to push him out and like you actually right. get to have a good ending instead what 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 lego island is now which is unfortunately toy story 4 where all the toys end up burning to death spoiler alert <laughs> is that what happens in lego but, island 4 <laughs> that's that's what happens in that's what that's what happened to lego island 1 is basic at uh, the story of it right was, was reminiscent gotcha. of like of like this really happy cartoon or really happy movie where like right everyone dies at the end because of some dickhead you know that's basically what i'm getting from it but regardless specifically the the brickster yeah the brickster yeah the brickster can be the suits yeah i love and, it and everyone else can be mindscape employees just you know what's so sad, weird man. you know what's so weird uh Speaking to a different thing in in the menu, uh, sorry in the in the manual, the Brickster has like a different hat every time I see him. He's yeah yeah he's got on a black bat- baseball cap in the in the manual. On the front of the cover, he has like hair, right? And in the in the yeah. game, he's wearing like a beanie. Can Pepper change his headwear? I think he can. That might be why they maybe did that's that. what it go to. Yeah, maybe that's possible. Maybe they're implying something. Uh-oh. Why is he wearing different hats? Yeah, you Who can knows? change it. Yep, you can change anything. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, back to the gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> what what other cool stuff can you do other than uh, exploring mini games? Oh, man, there's stuff. there's a ton of stuff. I I remember you can go up into the Infomaniacs place and there's you can go into the tower and see the whole city. Um, oh yeah. Or town. Um, the whole island specifically picks the goodness. Yeah. yeah. And you can change it from day to night. Uh, you can change the color of the sky, which is oh, kind of yeah. cool. Um, I know there's a secret cave where there's a pirate and there's a treasure chest where if you click it, fun things happen. Like a cat comes out and chases another thing. <laughs> uh, you can make a helicopter, uh, which isn't tied to any races. Um, you can just fly around anywhere yeah, you want. It's also tied to the uh, one story aspect of the game, really. Right, yeah. The the very brief uh, story aspect of the game, which felt so yes. intense to me as a child. When it I've, did, because yeah. you're like you're like super relaxed in the game. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. And you're like, uh-oh. And then, like, you know, you have to, and he starts, like, destroying all the buildings because the Brickster, the Brickster, guys, mm-hmm. he's after the Info Brick, which is sitting on top of the Info Tower where right. the Info Maniac resides. And he is trying, you know, he wants to take the info brick and does he just go around and like de-build everything? Yes. The brick, I think, has building and deconstruction powers. Yeah. And uh, I won't spoil the ending for anybody, but it's it's uh, it's intense. Uh It's intense. It's made up of a couple other mini games, but they're I think they're interesting. Yeah, it's for Lego Island. Yeah, and you like it, it was super intense as a kid because, like you said, you're relaxed before, and then everything becomes very serious because it, it's like you let yeah. out a criminal who is stealing Oops. everything on the island and is hurting people Zapping. and like ruining everybody's fun. And then if you lose, which I did the first time because I was not good at it, because uh, I couldn't figure out how to win, like I kept having trouble like leading the police to the Brickster. Um, because yeah. the last mini game, you're like throwing pizzas on the ground to lure the Brickster to certain places, and you're throwing donuts on the ground to help the police like track where the Brickster's going. Uh, yeah. and they they just eat that stuff, I guess. And at the end, if you lose, like the Brickster takes over, and it's like this sad island with nothing on it, and people are just like sobbing in the background, 
like horrific sobbing. Yeah. It's it's they probably uh, program that after the game is released. Anyway, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, you know, if you look at it now, yeah, there's not a ton to do. You know, as an adult, it looks like there's not a ton to do, but um, there's just lots of little things to sort of click on and see and have fun with and, and enjoy. It, it's also a very yeah. pun based game. There's a ton of puns. Um, for example, the name Pepperoni, uh, yeah. Bill Ding. I think the chief From of police, Bill, Bill Ding. <laughs> God, yeah, sorry. I think the and I didn't notice the Bill Ding thing until I was like an adult. I think I don't think I I don't think I caught on. Yeah. Or, no, no, you know what he does say? I'm Bill Ding, and you're building. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a ton of like Lego based puns in the game. I think, uh, like I said, I think the chief of police has like a special name, but it's like based on like internet stuff. It's like, oh, this guy's name is Ed Mail. Email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, and we both love puns. I mean, yeah, I'm, sp- I, 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 I take uh, a daily pun punishment. <laughs> pun punishment. Puns. Yep. Yeah. I guess I could uh, just say punishment. Yeah, I guess so. A little rusty. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You just gotta, you know, knock the dust off a little bit. <laughs> yep. But like I said, you might say in the modern age this game doesn't look that great and it doesn't have a lot to do, but at the time, this was basically the only open world game we had. Yeah. It was like if they decided to turn it into a like an edutainment game, I think it would have worked. It would have adapted quite nicely. And I think that's probably, it's a little high, it's a little high budget for an edutainment game, but like, uh-huh. I don't know. Cause if, it was one of those games you, you wanted to interact and go around and interact with everything. So yes, that's the way I think you should format your games. It feels like Not just edutainment ones. Yeah. It, it, it feels like those edutainment games, like from, um, humongous entertainment, like pajama Sam, Oh, yeah. But instead of giving you a set specific amount of things, like a point and click adventure that you have to do, they just said, go anywhere and click on anything you want. Yeah. You're no longer you're no longer following the quest line that the that the edutainment game tells you to. You can just go talk to anybody, be anybody you want. You can build cars just to drive around. You can take rides on motorcycles, a lot of vehicle focus in this game, which I think works well for the. For the time. Um, and just little interesting things happening and little interesting things to click on all over the place. And you you got a game, you know. It, it's it's a lot for its time. I, I keep saying yeah. that, but you, you have to understand that there wasn't a whole lot like this back then. There weren't mm-hmm. sandbox games at all. There's a reason why this game sold as well as it did. Exactly. There was a desire for this sort of thing. And it's just so sad to see that they didn't take advantage of that. Because I think... Lego games yeah. would look a lot different now if people had made games that had that the spirit of Legos, which again, the spirit of Legos is just building something out of nothing. Doing whatever you yep. want. You know? Yep. That's what peeps did. Yeah. And it was great. That you know, that's and a reason awesome. I that's a reason I liked the Lego movie so much. Is because the spirit of the movie was about Legos, right? And it, everything being awesome. 
Yeah. Well, the movie was like, oh, you know, you don't just have to build the uh, the sets. You can be creative. You can build whatever you want to. Yeah. It, it doesn't even have it, to be a, a car. Like one of the big creations in the movie is a, a friggin' uh, double decker couch. It's weird and it's fun and it's cool. And who cares if it does anything? You know, that's right. It doesn't have to go anywhere to be fun. Just have fun with it. Yeah, it, yeah I think it did a good job of, of portraying just just pure creativity. It did. In the medium, that is the amazing Legos. Now, yeah. please shell out $79.99 for a 1,000, no, 100 piece set, please. Especially <laughs> the Star Wars one, it's going to be 120. Yeah, the Star Wars ones are way more expensive. Some. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh darn. I would be willing anyway. just to get I would be willing just to get any kind of set just so I could sit there and build with you. I know. They're just they're like, yeah, okay, I just need an extra hundred bucks or so. Yeah. Because you can't like I don't know, you could buy one of those small ones, I guess. I miss the big sets. I want a big I want one that's not gonna take me fifteen minutes to put together. I want one that might take me like an afternoon. Yeah, well, I I'd like to really settle in and take like a whole afternoon to build a Lego set. That's fun. That's really fun. To yeah. Me. But then like, you know, you don't have 60 bucks to spend on it or 80 bucks or depending on what kind of set you buy. Well, at some point right. we're going to do it. Maybe we can go in yeah, on we one. We can go in on one and, and build it together. Yeah. Well, how many Lego bricks would you give this out of um, seven? Seven. I'm going to make it a weird number this time. I give it a seven out of seven info bricks. Ooh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. I give it seven out of seven Lego bricks stuck together that you, you like the real flat ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you, like the, so and then... it's double the bricks, but you just can't tell. Oh, so really oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's gotcha. a 14 out of seven. It's a compressed, it's a compressed seven out of seven. So it's like seven times two. You don't even notice 14 out of seven. You don't even notice. Yeah. yeah surprise. Uh Oh, you got more bricks than you thought, dude. So, uh, before we taper off ye old, uh a reviewing uh-huh. uh, status, we need to go over our cartoon pairing. Oh yeah, we. I guess we didn't. We didn't get to that, did we? Yeah. Well, we'll do it late. We'll do it late. It's fine. It's fine. No, didn't we'll we? Didn't we? We'll do we talked about it. We talked about the fact that they did a, a TV pilot, right? No, we did not do it online. Oh, we just we just breezed past that. <laughs> Yeah, we did. Whoops. Sorry. Anyways, guys, Lego show pilot happened. Yeah. To sum up, click, click, arr, and that <laughs> is it. That's it. It's 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 rough. I mean, if you played the game. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, know, like, well, oh, speaking, yeah, speaking of, let's let's explain what it is before we before we move into it here. There was a pilot made for a Lego TV show based on <laughs> Lego Island. And, and there is a wild pilot available on YouTube that you can watch the whole thing. It's kind of fun. It's kind of weird, but it was based on Lego Island and it, it was basically made by the same people. This was written by uh, the director, Wes Jenkins and uh, people involved with the game really credit him for the game doing as well as it did and for being what it is. So his vision yeah. really, really influenced this project. Um, but tell tell him about um, oh, what is it called? Captain Click or something. Yeah. R. Click, click, R. R. Is yeah, that, he's, is that okay. like a, is that like that song? 
click click boom click, but it's click, the lego boom. version click click, click click i'm a R. lego video making a pilot episode <laughs> click click R. R. anyway that's great <laughs> so um i want to say west did a great job in making a game unfortunately his talent didn't transfer well into the cartoon pilot in my opinion it seems yeah. i don't know maybe it was just because if they change the animation style or whatever, I don't think they did. It's, it feels like the surroundings are all in a different animation style than the actual characters are. Yeah. And it's, it's all the animations are very reminiscent of the actual Lego Island, mm-hmm. but it's just a mess. It's a mess, especially the pirate. Cause yeah. like, he's like, I'm going to turn starboard. And then everyone's like, arr, arr, arr. and I was like, no, what you mean left? <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah. guys. I'm being overstimulated by the letter R. Please, yeah, it, it please, was a lot. Please simmer down. And if you look at the, um, there actually is a uh, another version of the intro to Lego Island that has completely different voice acting. I think this was made before they had the voice actors secured for the game. Um, so they just have people, I think, who are on the team doing the voices, and they're not very good. Um, yeah. So their comedic their comedic timing isn't very good. Whereas, you know. I, I'll play a clip here uh, that'll show the difference between the two different pepperonis. Um, uh, but it's, you know, the, the the person they actually landed on, who I think, I'm not positive about this, I didn't look it up, but I think it's the person who did the voice for Andy in Toy Story. Huh. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, did Pepper. They sound exactly yeah. the same to me. I I don't know. But um, I think the reason the cartoon doesn't play so well is, is to me, mainly because of the voice acting. The animation's a little rough, but I'd say, you know, as a pilot that was produced in-house, it's not much rougher than something like Reboot, you know? I guess so. The, the, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's rougher than Reboot, but it, it's at a time when 3D animation wasn't as, uh, uh, as fluid. So I think for something that they made really quickly in-house just to show people a proof of concept, it it's pretty good. Um, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it is a pilot. I shouldn't be expecting much. It just yeah. seemed, it seemed well, it never, it never made it to TV. This was a pilot no, just that they showed. They brought it to Lego to say, hey, here's our idea. You know? And Lego's was like, nope. Well, they did it with absolutely no budget. It, you know, this was done as a side project during the development of the game. Um, and... From what Wes Jenkins says, uh, Lego was moving on to focus more on licenses. Um, yeah, so it no didn't kidding. really it didn't really fit in with their plan because they were more interested in doing something that was based on like uh, some of the new licenses that they were getting with different companies. Yeah, which is I mean you can see it happening today. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. something that really bothers me about it is just you know Lego games and Legos used to all have their own identity, right? Yep. You had Explorians and Star Wars. Yeah, it's Lego it's Avengers. Lego Star Wars, Lego Avengers, Lego Island. Uh, sorry, Lego uh, Lego Batman, Lego. Uh, you know, any any property has a Lego now. But like, what are the what are the Lego sets that have a Lego identity? What about Explorians? What about UFOs? What I about mean, what about the space they sets? Have, they have Ninjago. You know, that's kind of like specifically Lego. That's true. Yeah. But like they used to have so many. There was Bionicle. There was Drome Racers. There was Mindstorms. There was uh, uh, Rock Raiders. Remember Rock Raiders? Oh, Rock Raiders. Yeah. 
There's actually a Rock Raiders PS1 game. Uh, I think there's a PC game of that same one. We should try that sometime. I bet it'd be fun. Yeah, I almost but, bought it. I almost bought it. But these games had these these you know these early games had an identity that was very much like this is Lego. Yeah. And now every Lego game seems to have an identity. I mean, even as late as the Lego Racers games, there's no licensed characters in Lego Racers. It's nope. just a it's just a game that feels like Lego, you know. And similarly, the new movie, I think, is a step in the right direction. The new movie doesn't have a ton of licensed characters. It has some, but a lot of it is based on the Lego identity that was built from all these all these sets that they created themselves and that allowed kids to explore with their creativity and make up their own stories, you know? Yeah. And Maybe I just feel like there's... Back in the right direction. I hope so. There's just not as much of it anymore, and it makes me kind of sad. Yeah. Because I, I love Lego and I love the Lego of my generation because I feel like we, we like, for example, like in the 80s, Lego had like Spaceman and City, you know? Yeah. But when we grew up, there were like a billion different types of Lego sets, you know? Yeah. There was a new one there's every actually, month. There's actually a pretty good uh, Lego documentary on. Uh, Is that on, the. Uh, actually on Netflix. The Toys That Made Us? Yeah. Oh, it's we on the toys that. that made us, but it seems like there's another one. It's actually not that bad. It actually uh-huh. shows they have all the sets archived, and I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, they pulled out one of the sets that I right. had. I was like, "Oh gosh, that brings back memories." Yeah, man. Uh, this just makes me want to bust out the Legos again. We haven't uh, a little behind the scenes here. We haven't hung out in forever. Yeah, I know. Like, what's happening? We got to get together, man. Yeah, I know. Adulting happens. I know. It sucks. I miss it's you, man. It's like, yeah, I miss you too, man. Well, too. we can do this. We got to just make time. We got to take time to make time. Yeah, I know. I'm just like booked up for, I don't know how long. What are you doing next weekend? <laughs> this weekend? Not, I'm not, the, be, not, the, in, not this coming weekend. Next week. The next weekend? What yeah. is the next weekend? Um... Well, let's talk about it after the show. I guess the people probably okay. don't want to. Yeah, I guess no probably one don't probably hear us making plans. <laughs> hey, uh, what'd you have for di- like? We just randomly break off. Like, hey, what'd you have for dinner today? Oh, you know, uh, yeah. I had this and it was good. You know, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and there's like, like awkward silence. It's like, want to play uh, some more Fallout seventy six? No, it sucks. Although, anyway. did you see they? Did you see they were coming out with? Um, yeah, the DLC. That actually kind of looks good. I God, it needs something. I mean, I don't care Ugh. about the battle royale thing, but the 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 no, uh, NPCs uh, really make me want to go back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be yeah. They just it needs it. It needs it. They made a it design does. choice. Like whoops, that didn't work. Yeah, they're come on, co- Bethesda. And I love. Here. And I, I know we're kind of going on an E3 tangent, which mm-hmm. I imagine we'll do a little bit later. Maybe next week. Maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Bethesda didn't bring any other heavy hitters this year. No, which is weird. But I mean, I guess fine. Yeah, like how come no we way. didn't get to see anything from Starfield? Come on. Yeah, I know. What the heck? Anyway, yeah. but we'll get to that more next week. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up for our Lego Island discussion. But uh, thanks yeah. for uh, for being there for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be right back with the game check in. No, I guess I could do. Is that better? Beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. I just wanted to hear it. Yeah, I, just, I miss it. 
It's the one where thing I look you, forward to every week. So where are you with Chrono Trigger? I'm so excited to hear. I can't wait. I have played it for about five minutes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I'm in the ty- Tyrannosaurus Slayer. Oh, yeah. That, that's a great that place. Tyrannus Slayer? Is that what it's called? I think it's um, Tyranno. Tyranno? Tyranno, yeah. whatever. The but Tyranno Lair. The Ayla, right? You know, she's uh-huh. like, oh, man, you're back. You fell in, like... Well, you can take a rest. You took quite a beating, and someone runs in. It's like, oh my gosh, someone set fire to the entire village. Uh oh, that's your fault, Ayla. And it's, she's like, ah, oh, crap. So she's gonna have to borrow the pterodactyls to fly over there. And mm-hmm. Chrono's like, man, I'll help. And then I went and I took out the big guy. I I just got to the point where I took out that 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 guy I already fought once. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like, yeah. Whoa, I think so. What? And it was such a good fight. Oh my god. Which when well, wait, which fight is this again? The, you know the guy you fought once already in in the in the the guy that like electro discharges. I don't know. Oh, you talking about Azala? Azala, yeah. Okay, yeah. I just took him out, and it was it was. I love that fight. That's such a fun fight. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I doing it on ATB is the way to do it. I'll ATB. Let. Oh, active time battle! Yeah, active time battle. I can't take it, man. It's too much stress. Oh, it's so much fun. Like, like it's a little stressful at first, but once you get it down, you're like, boop, you know, like boom, boom, boom. You know, it's really, really quick and easy to do. Right. It might be a little bit different on the actual uh, Super Nintendo, though. So. I don't think it's that much different. I think I just, um, I turned it off so that I could beat Lavos with two characters because I, I'm just not fast enough. You know, and I think another thing, too, is I wasn't using haste uh, when once you get into the big, big battles, you have to have you. It is a necessity to have Marl there uh, oh, to, yeah, to yeah. cast the haste spell so that you can you can get back to battling faster. Um, so that's a little pro tip for you. Use Marl. Use Marl. Use with great haste. So far, my strat. Right? Uh-huh. Has just been haste. I, I'll just haste frog, and I have the yeah. muscle money and the hero badge, and I'm just like just spamming him as fast as I can. Right. It. it oh, I can't wait to go into like greater detail in this when we actually do the episode. I'm just saying it's making me pumped to do the episode. Yeah, me too. The, we probably need to like set out a structure for specific things we want to talk about in terms of gameplay because yeah. there's a lot of things I want to talk about, and I don't want to miss anything. I think this is one of those this is one of those reviews where we need to go a little bit more in depth, maybe like step by step kind of Yeah. Like how the I gameplay agree. goes. Like or my gameplay experience, I guess, from when I started to, you know, where I go. So like yeah. Well, that ends our check in with Chrono Trigger. Uh tune in next week because we're going to be doing a two part blowout episode on Chrono Trigger. So pumped. Yeah, me so too. Pumped. Uh so why don't we move on to the playground? I don't have any sound effects ready. Yay! Johnny hit me. And then, then oh, the sound of a kickball going. going the sound of a kickball going. Yeah, boom. that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, I love that you know, sound. It's a little bit of roughhousing going on in the playground yeah. today, but everything seems fine. Okay, so um, we have a couple of tips and tricks and memories sent to us by our good friends on the playground. We're going to start with. Uh, one from uh, Fedco, uh, one of our faithful listeners. He sent in a voicemail, and here it is. Did he send us another lie? No, this one's real. Uh, kind cool. of. Kind of. You'll see. Okay. I'm, I'm excited. 
Here's a tip for Lego Island for the personal computer. If you visit the pizza shop and listen to the music five times, you can finally feel happiness again. Enjoy. Hmm. <laughs> you see? Okay, that's my problem. I've been only listening to four, four times. Yeah. I should just stay for that fifth. The yeah. magic number five. I don't know why. I'm such a silly, silly goose. How, how do you not know the tip about how to find happiness in your life with Lego Island? I'm really disappointed. <sighs> I know. I'm such a um, noob. Such a, such a, I'm such a mega blocks. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, you're being such a mega blocks right now, dude. You're being such a mega block right now, dude. Mega blocks mega suck blockhead. dick. Yeah, they do. Like a hundred percent mega blocks suck dick. I, yeah, I absolutely hate them. It's I, on I, the box warning label. <laughs> warning label. These, these, this toy sucks dick. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Lego wannabes. Oh, Buy, I man. mean, mega blocks. Buy them. Anyways, yeah. thanks so much, uh, dude, Fedco. for sending that in. Yep. Fedco for sending that in. We appreciate. Yep, your, and uh, uh, we have Fedco some. Experience. We have some text messages uh, from our others. Uh, we have one from Desrath, who is part of the M Class Podcast uh, Discord. Uh, so, friend of the show, uh, M Class Podcast. We love them. Go check them out. Um, M class podcast, by the way, is a, uh, a Star Trek podcast, and it's really cool. It's really mm. good. Um, okay, so uh, Desrath says, "Hey guys, first time, first time. <laughs> uh, pro tip for beating the Black Knight Joust: have your older sister do it for you." So this is actually a tip for Lego Island Two, uh, which I don't know if we're actually going to get to on the show. Yeah, we I might know. someday, but I don't have any. I don't have any urge we to might play it. Do it on the old. Uh... Old school Windows 95 stream, maybe. We oh, yeah, out. that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Because it is interesting in its own right. It's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. It has a lot more variety, and I actually had a lot of fun with it when I played it as a kid. But I remember being like, this is fun. I wish I could just explore. I I yeah, miss I miss being able to do whatever I want. It's a big deviation. Yeah, it was very, very different. And again, I enjoyed it, but... I don't have any desire to go back to it right now. So thank Maybe you. Uh, thank you. Desrath for the tip on Lego Island too. Much preach, much preach. Um, okay. So we've got one final one. Uh, this is an email uh, from uh, his name is actually pizza man. Uh, so we've got a little intro for pizza man. Oh. That's actually the pizza song from Lego Island. <laughs> Is that the one I need to listen to five times? Because I was feeling it. Yeah, that's the one you got to listen to five times. It's Mama yeah. Bricolini. Yeah, it's her jam. Gotcha. Uh, she so is the Mozart of Legos. His uh, his email is titled Legua Island, mm. which is just Lego I Island, but the is is on the end of Lego instead of land. Oh, Legua. <laughs> I don't know if that's what he meant to do, but it sounds funny to me. Uh, okay, so Pizza Man says, what up, lads? That's right, it's me, Pizza Man. Save your applause for the end. I don't have any tips or tricks for you. All I have is some vague memories. Way back in the day when I was a wee lad, my brothers had a vast collection of CD-ROMs, and among them was Lego Island. And with me being the Lego boy that I was, I jumped on that shiz. I last played it when I was six or so, so I don't remember much. All that's left in my brain is memories of terrible controls, weird stilted animations, mm. and some bangers of songs like Brick by Brick and Mama Papa Bricolini. Nice. 
Thanks, Pizza Man. You guys have a dope show going on here, and I hope I'll have the chance to write in about another game soon. Keep on resetting. Will do. Uh, Thanks so much, Pizza Man. Much appreciate. Pizza Man. I'm really craving a pizza now. Thanks. Honestly, since playing this game, I've been craving pizza hardcore. Yeah, no, last week it was ramen. Now it's like now it's like pizza. <laughs> it's true. I'm <laughs> it's very like a, I'm very susceptible to ad, to vague advertising. It's true. We should start doing food tie-ins. Oh my god! What are we eating with this one today? What's Next our? Steps. We should. I, I originally had an idea when we were doing um, Saturday morning Next showdown. Week Dunkaroos. Yeah. I wanted to do like cereal pairings with that, but never got around to it. Yeah, I'm not well versed on cereals, so that's probably a good thing. Well, I, it was just supposed to be kind of a joke thing, but we just never did it. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for calling in, guys. And if you want to be on the next episode of Retro Reset, make sure you just call in to 747-21-RESET. That's 747-217-3738. Oh, yeah. Or feel free to email us at retroresetpod at gmail.com or... Uh, Texas you can, at the same number aforementioned. Yeah, and you can also I'm not going to remember it. You can also catch us on uh, social meds at uh, yeah. Retro Reset Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Although I'm the most active on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. I kind of neglect because Facebook is annoying and bad. Um, Twitter is bad, but in a different way. And Instagram is just fun. If you really want to contact me when I'm in a good mood, do it on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Well, thanks for being here for the Lego Island episode. And, and Kyle, thanks for going on this journey with me to, to Lego Island. As always, it was a pleasure. Do we get any uh, iTunes reviews this week? Uh, you know what? Let me check. Da, 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 da. Check in for iTunes reviews. Sounds I'm really bad check at in for iTunes reviews. I'm really this bad at this. is a song about checking iTunes reviews. I can't say iTunes today. Wow. <laughs> Holy crap. iTowns? iTowns. This is our iTowns it's a, review. It's a browser where you can purchase towns and uh, whole cities. Whole towns, not cities. Population has to be below 10,000 for them to be yeah. purchasable. So and... no new reviews this week. No new reviews Aww. this week. But guys, you got to get in those reviews if you want to be entered to win a $20 gift card to the eShop of your choice and a retro Duh. reset welcome to 1990X t-shirt. What are Duh. you thinking? Do it. Are you going to let Fedco just run away with the win? Probably. That's what it sounds like. Come yeah, on, guys. guys. Get in not, there. Not that I don't want Fedco to win, but I mean he's got yeah. no competition now. He's drunk with power. You know, he's getting he's he's gonna take over the iTunes. What? Yeah. All you have to do he's is leave an iTunes review. ITunes. Go on there, make an account, leave a review. I don't care if you have iTunes, get it, go in there, leave a review, and we will read it on the show and enter you to win the t shirt and the gift card. If you enter, you have to enter by the end of this month, June thirty. If I was going to say June 31st, but I realized there's no 31st in June. Whoops. Yeah. So I could have just kept that to myself um, and not called myself out, but I didn't. So there you go. <laughs> you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Sometimes you just go silent and you're just like marveling at my, my stupidity. <laughs> No, I'm just, just, uh, 
I'm just I'm praying for iTunes reviews, man. Oh, okay. thank you, thank you, thank you. So, so with uh, that, you gonna play us out, man? Are you ready to leave the Lego Island episode of Retro Reset? Press the red brick to stay, green to go. Red stay, green go. If I click the red one, will you sneeze? Try it. <laughs> I love. Okay, don't I, do that again. I, I gotta say, I love in the game that when you click the red brick, he sneezes. Like, oh, I was expecting you to leave. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, so was I. I'm expecting this episode to end. So uh, okay, well then let <laughs> me cl- let me click the green brick. I just clicked it. Cool. Game over. No, now you have to say. Well, thanks for the visit, and you're welcome to come back anytime. We'll miss you. That's all right.